This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody, to an episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Konnichiwa, konbanwa, ohayou gozaimasu. That is Japanese. Surutturu, turu, surutturu, setai, Okay. This is a midnight talk we're having, basically. Yeah, this is a very, very, very late night talk. I've been trying to get these podcasts in so I could keep you guys continually entertained. Yeah. You know, you've been working a lot, working out a lot lately. Working out. Ah, you know, I've been trying, but, you know, it's really sad. I don't see the result only because I eat so much. Not these days. I'm glad you know that about yourself. Well, it's because somebody cooks all the time. Nobody forces you to eat, though. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean by that. Every time you say that, I, I don't have a gun. Let's have an example. Yesterday, you uh-huh. air fried hamachikama, which is yellowtail collar. Which is quite healthy. Fishes have omega-3 fatty acids. It's high in protein. I didn't, hang on. I didn't say it was not healthy. Okay. And he was like, hey, I'm going to cook all of these. I was like, Cool. And he asked me, would you like some? And I said, no, thank you. I already had my dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> so after he cooks all of them, <laughs> I'm in the <laughs> living room minding okay. my own business. And <laughs> you're like, mm, this is so good. I don't know why I would go to a restaurant and pay for this. I made it so good. Mm-mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly that's, what I sound like. Yeah. yeah, that's very accurate. Go ahead. I know. Oh, and this is so good. Oh, you, mm, did. you sounded yes. like a mom. There. Oh, this is so good. And I was like, oh, okay, yes. cool. And he asked me, Do you want some? And I said, No, I'm okay. He ended up coming to me, giving me at least a little piece so I could try his food. Exactly. A little piece. How little was that piece? Describe to them, describe to everybody the size of the piece that I gave you the right now. The point is, if you ever had a dingleberry out your ass, that's how small it was. It was just this dingleberry piece of fish, and you're talking about <laughs> I'm, I'm stuffing you. That that little piece of fish okay. probably had at most five I calories. Didn't I don't want to hear that. You were stuffing me. I love your food. So yes, part of it is my fault. The fact that I can't control myself and have your delicious food. Also, you have what we call kunsun. Which means you have big hands. That's physical, literal definition of it. But what it means is that you like to cook a lot. Like you cook like we have a huge family. Like a family of three kids. I know. I have two breasts. <laughs> and, I have, <laughs> so, and I have a big belly. In order for those food not to go bad as well, I have to eat faster or more. You don't have to do anything, my dear. I don't like you wasting don't, food. We don't, you, we don't, you know the thing is that the way oh we cook, the amount of portions… It's very different. You cook like you have a family of five. I cook like I have a family of one. So 
usually things but are I, gone. But we but we cook it and then we store it in the freezer to save it for later. Yes, until you put it in the fridge and you forget because our fridge is so yeah. But, but remember what happened though? We didn't go shopping for like almost two, two, and three. That weeks. is why we didn't. And now we got no food in the fridge, and all we're eating is. I'm eating eggs, <laughs> eggs and ramen. I'm eating eggs and bread. Well, I don't understand why you just can't say no. You don't have to eat the food. I I'm, love I'm, food. I love exactly. Food. So it's not a me thing. It's a you thing. I didn't. You say. need to practice self control, my dear. Which I admitted. I, I know. I admit that. I said that because I also love food. But you were saying that the reason why I didn't. Yes, you did. It's I said recorded. Part of the reason. Maybe you should go rewind this and hear us saying part, yes. I'm not part of any problem, dude. I'm the solution. Solution to what? To a happy life. Happy life? That's right. You're saying that I have a happy life? Look, I do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly you do. I do. You have a very happy life. I have you a very have, happy, you have a, very stressful time to time. You have a, very, you have a very house happy. husband that just cooks and cleans all the time. Uh, cooks. I don't know about the cleaning part. As you know, everybody. <laughs> you cook, I, I clean. throw you into the middle of a lake. <laughs> Did you, you not come? Me. Did you not come down to a kitchen that was clean today? After I used it, <laughs> did you? Did you? Did so you not? Well, after I used about six hundred days, okay. we have lived together. Okay, You're well, after, today, af- after the, the okay, hold on a second, hold on a second. I swear to God, every time I have you on this podcast, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> I'm changing the name of this podcast, by the way. When you're I on, didn't say hold on a second. Okay, okay. After the last podcast, uh-huh. because your fiance does something we call active listening. Okay. <laughs> I actively listen. Yeah. I realized there are two types of listening from you. <laughs> I actively listened yes. to this. And what happened? You see, you see any ramen bowls with soup inside it? No, my dear. I washed that shit up and I threw that shit in the dishwasher. Oh restaurant. I am so glad. And I, I noticed put, it too. And I acknowledged it. I was like, exactly. Did you put the dishes away? So now I'm literally two paces away from being perfect. So at this point, yes. I don't want to hear nothing from you. All right? <laughs> at this point, okay. <laughs> after one day, actually one morning, okay. But you know what? One, Kudos to you. One step, one step forward, at a time. One step forward is a step in the right direction. Exactly. And I'm Write glad. Write that down, everybody. One step forward <laughs> is a step in the right direction. <laughs> Thessalonians 5.18, 4.16 divided by two. <laughs> <laughs> One, Point two. <laughs> one step forward is a step in the right direction. All right, Pastor. So okay, <laughs> go ahead and have your own mosaic when, now. When when God came, <laughs> when God when God came down, and He looked at us. See, we were created oh, in the image gosh. of God. We Amen. were created in the image of God. Amen. Right? God doesn't expect perfection out of me. God expects me just to be a reflection of His image and try my best to do so. If not. <laughs> It's not Did about. You see that it's hand? not. It's not His about hand perfection. Was me to shut up. It's it's not about perfection, because one step forward is a step <laughs> in the right direction. Are you laughing at God right now? I swear. I swear to myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. That was a great performance. I told you, I used to be a pastor. I know. I, I still could, got it oh in me. Gosh. Oh, you made me cry right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's copy and paste today's morning to every day. You know, I I do want to say this though, Control just C because I've been hearing. I've been hearing a lot of, you know, far far be it that, that she and I are anywhere near close to being perfect. We're not. We're we're a hot disaster, we especially the, the 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 trials and tribulations that that we went through just to get to where we are right now. Yes. 
and she does some stuff that still pisses me off absolutely but um i fart every day <laughs> dude late night Muriel's weird huh <laughs> Let's you um, want to talk about that. Let's talk about that farting thing. You have been farting so much recently. Excuse it's unreal. Excuse me. I fart at night. You fart in the morning. No, okay. You, That's dear, what it is. My dear, you fart at night. You fart during the day. You fart during brunch. You fart during prayer. <laughs> you fart you you fart during siesta, fiesta, everything, dude. It means you would, circulating. I would think that the fine. amount of fart that you had, you would just start flying in the air. How okay. much you fart? I'm t- because we don't have food too nowadays. I'm eating a bowl of edamame every night. That's a bean. That's like, a lot of beans. You've only been eating edam- edamame for the past couple of days. Yes. And you've been. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what you saying. For the past, you farted so much. It means it's circulating very well down there, and hey. And I like how when you fart too, you just you're just stone cold face too. You're hoping that I don't even notice. <laughs> but the problem is, it's not that her fart smells. It's it, it her, doesn't smell. Her fart is violent. <laughs> It's violently her, pleasant. Her <laughs> fart is as violent and loud as a prison outbreak. That thing, it rumbles the earth. You know, it every time it rumbles, you, but it got no smell. Which, on the other hand, this man. When's the last time you smelled my fart? I don't know. Exactly. Our and, room smells in the morning. <laughs> that's, not, that's not fart smell, dude. That's not fart smell, though. That's I natural man smell. In the morning, I'm like, what the hell is this that's smell? Not, that's I swear, I had the oh candle light God. on last night. Where is my my Glade candle? I turned it on for hours, hoping that <laughs> it would save the morning, but no, it doesn't. So here's the thing: if any ladies out there have not lived with a man, if you have not had a male sibling, if you have not smelled your father's room. In the morning, for some reason, I don't know what it is. And I only know this because when Mariel lives separately from me, when I walked into her room or when we when I spent the night only one night in her bedroom, the room smelled fantastic. Mm-hmm. For some reason, men exude this stinky odor out of their body. It's all guys. Do you smell it? I smell it. It just smells like dude. Like like the exhale of a dude. How do you smell it? It doesn't only- smell nice. It's just like, oh, this is weird. So, you know, opening up the windows helps out a lot. But I don't know why men smell so much worse than women. Because you know me. Every night before I go to sleep, what do I do? Yeah, you're a very clean I man. Shower. Yeah, you I shower. I shower. I brush my teeth. I do like everything. two, three times a day. And then, but in the morning, it just, it smells like man oil. And you don't smell throughout the day, too. Exactly. So I don't know what it is at night. Maybe I'm farting at night, huh? Probably. You fart a lot at night and you talk in your sleep. You so. know what? You should sleep. It's a That's very, what you should do. It's a very scary experience for me at night. <laughs> I just keep on hearing Can't. these howls come out of your ass and your mouth all night. <laughs> <laughs> all I hear is this. <laughs> and then I hear. Hey, I still smell like flour though. You know what you should do? You should wear your take, cologne take at the night. <laughs> You should wear your cologne at night. No, because I can't sleep. You know when you wake up in the morning before you go to work? I never told you this because I don't want to hurt your feelings. But when I wake up, you know why I wake up in the morning? It's because right next to the bed, before you went to work, you would do this. I would wake up to the smell of a thousand poppy flowers. Like why would you – why do you – I don't – I never understood why you would decide to douse yourself with perfume right in front of my nose. Does that smell good? I don't want to wake up. Like I can't breathe. If I had your smell, I would sleep so fine. Not What's your smell. Me? Your cologne. I can't. It if just, I had your cologne, I'd be like <sighs> – But that's why uh, I, they – I think they say too not to spray on cologne or perfume before you go onto a plane because it bothers people. I can see that because if you have multiple different cologne mixing up, that would smell horrible. Yeah, but you need to get that fart in check though. Blood. 
I fart crazy. You know, we should really stop talking about fart. I feel like you talked about that way too often. I don't think so, man. We're going to get so food, we're, we're, guys. We're going to get down to it. I love food. And that is why, hey, if it consumes, it got to execute somewhere, okay? Execute? Yes. You mean exit? I mean, yes. <laughs> Gonna say some random words that don't make okay. any sense. I've had if a it lot. consumes, it gotta execute. <laughs> some hood ass. If it consumes, it gotta execute. It gotta execute. You just Stephen FYI, A. Smith. You just saying I random had a things. Long day today. Like tell you so something. long. I thought I was gonna pass out, and I'm here talking. A if lot it of consumes, it gotta <laughs> execute. Because sometimes when things leave the body, it gotta recipe. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got a recipe. That is here. my line. Don't steal you have, my You ever recipe something and hey. then you conflagrate it? Because when I conflagrate something, you got to recipe it because what it got to execute. Hey, mister. Pastor So, you got your line in the beginning. That is my line, okay? I'll take my line. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. <laughs> where, where are you right now? Are you I even here? You're, like, you're literally in another universe. I sure am. The nightmare becomes... Ariel song as well. My what are you saying right now? <laughs> you're fucking high. Bitch, you're high as fuck. No, my um so my coworkers, my my ex-coworkers, the people who I used to work with, <clears throat> they used to they saw my photos when I was in college or like in my early twenties. And mm-hmm. it's like all these photos at the clubs. And they're like, What the hell, Mary? You used to drink? And I'm like, to drink and so i would tell them all the stories that i would what i you know the events i would go to and stuff and they're like "Ooh, the night at mariel is the ariel and i was like what it's like the ariel song is coming out because when i at nighttime i get a little bit loopy and they've been in my car before when i'm a little bit loopy <laughs> and i'm not the best driver i will admit i am not a great driver oh, you are a terrible driver and so when they experience that they're like you're never it's allowed the to drive. Aerial song. <laughs> she and I used to get into so many arguments because girls are the funniest. It's not just Mariel too. <laughs> Ladies, you got to explain this to me, right? I don't understand how every girl that I've dated, I've been with, or have been friends with, every time <laughs> you guys almost kill somebody in the middle of the road, your reaction <laughs> doesn't make sense for the fact that you almost committed fucking murder. Like you, you'll swerve into six lanes and you go, oopsie. It's not a, it's Oopsie, you okay, almost killed like so 12 dramatic people. Guy. You- I don't know. But the answer is I don't know. If I knew, then I wouldn't be doing that because obviously it's not great. When we first started dating too, one of the biggest things that she used to do, she used to get highly defensive. Yes, Even when it came to I stuff that do. she she uh, you're not you're not that bad. Yeah, because I gave up. You're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not that bad. She would get highly defensive for things that she knows she's bad at, like the driving uh-huh. thing, right? I, and I told her too, because I openly admitted from the beginning that I'm not a good driver, right? But my driving compared to her, I'm a NASCAR driver. <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah, yes, I don't buddy. Have a crazy actually, I, I was gonna say I don't have a crazy road rage, but my road rage compared to yours, mine is like God. But we're not talking about road rage. We're talking about driving skills. I was just talking about the dramatic, the drastic comparison. If I get making. rid of your backup camera, what happens? I'm only able to drive. You- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What kind of question is that? I've had that camera for the past 10 years. Of course I can't drive without you, it. Have you ever driven a car without a camera? Yes, I did. I have my Honda Civic EX 2006. Five, five. What the fuck? Yes, Why I you, did. What's with the stadium echo? <laughs> You're only doing podcasts in the middle of the night now. Five, 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 five. 
What's wrong with you? I'm a little bit loopy. I'm trying dude, to get the so, energy out. Dude, this girl is so funny. I'm, just aside from this, just mentioning her car, she told me that when she first had her car, right? Uh-huh. She was so worried about getting sued. She's, <laughs> yeah. This is this is how different she is from 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 me. Like when we drive our friends around, we drive other people to school. Yeah. Have any of you ever made them sign a waiver? Oh, <laughs> Let me explain she that. She had people sign waivers before she went into her car. If you ride in my Honda Civic EX 2005. What's your, you need to sign this. I need your parents to sign this waiver to say I am not liable for your safety. Hey, let me explain Which was a smart this. idea because she drives like she's Sonic the okay. Hedgehog. Yes, I admit. And yes, let me explain that. At first, I did not do that. You know what, At I, first. Just, you know what I just Nani. pictured? I just pictured you making the parents sign the paper. They go, of course. And they sign it. And as you're backing out their driveway, you hit their garbage can and their, <laughs> and their mailbox. <laughs> and then you run over to their five-year-old brother and you drive off. That is horrifying. But no, I never done that. I never got into any accidents where I get sued. Um, let me explain. Let me explain. Okay, in high school, when I got when I got my car, I was actually a great driver. You know what my <laughs> driver tests? Oh, what do you call them? D- what do you call them? DMV The test. driver's test. Yeah. The, yeah, the person who tests your driving. Um, that person said, wow, it seems like you know this car so well. Like, and she was so impressed by my driving skill because I was great at it. And so a lot of people, a lot of friends and their parents knew that I was a great driver. So they asked Mm -hmm. me as a favor, like, hey, can you become the Uber for our kids? This is before Uber. This was before Uber. It was was Moober. Mariel's Uber. Moober. Moober. And I did fine. It was great and all. And then later on, unfortunately, there was a huge accident that happened. You did it? No, not for me. Uh, some of the classmates, some of, yeah, some of the classmates, they went on a trip and then there was a huge accident and unfortunately one of them died (gasps) and there were four kids in there. Mm. And what happened is that one of them died, which was a good friend of mine. The other friend got into a coma, had to do multiple surgeries. The driver came out safe. Did they go to jail? No, but all the parents sued the driver which was a student and that was a huge deal because i mean think about it like she was just driving and what happened was that she was driving she was making a u-turn and i don't know whose fault it was but then a bus came and hit the car and hit the passenger seat and the back seat so after that well i mean clearly the the kid would have been at fault in that case because if well, if if the if the bus driver was at fault, the parents would have sued the bus driver because that would, suing the state or probably. the city would have more money, so it would make more sense for them to do that than the kid. Because if it wasn't money, the kid's fault, it wasn't for the money. Though. Yeah, but if it wasn't the kid's fault, the parents wouldn't have sued the kid. Probably because if he was just driving and a bus hit them, either way, yeah, either way, yes. It, so let's just say it was her fault. I wouldn't. Like, she didn't want that to happen, obviously. It was an accident. So me having a job where I have to bring the kids in my car every day and having an oppor- like a chance, higher chance of getting to an accident, I got freaked out. I'm like, I still want the money coming in. But I don't want oh, that. Oh, you, you were getting paid. This was oh, a yeah. business. This was a How business. How much you got paid? I don't know. I don't remember. This was so long ago. I want. I want to know the digits. How much? How much? Hey, but how it was much some nice did- cash, though. All right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, all right, that's not bad. Like, they were very generous. 
I got some good tips. Uh, but I still wanted to make sure that, hey, if anything does happen, it ain't my fault. Did you set up that business deal or did they just offer you money? They offered. They offered. Oh, they're like, yeah. oh, maybe. Because I didn't you, ask them. If you take Wang to school, I'll give you $25 yeah. for each time you drop Wang off. Yeah. No joke. Like I had, I think, five students uh, drop off. How many times? How much time? How many every times day. did you get paid? You got paid every day? Oh, well, I would drop them off almost every day. Yeah, I'll get a couple hundred dollars. Every day you got a couple hundred bucks? A week, 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 per week. Still, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Especially in high school. Yeah, and what'd this was that, long What'd you do with that money? Save it. You smoke it? What's that? What happened? What'd you, what'd, you, what'd you do with that money? You smoked that shit? I stacked it in my closet. The cash was just building up, and I used it all up on food. I'm just kidding. No, I saved it. Oh, what, what happened? And well, I you, created a bank account and, you know, credit card. Started a whole damn, thing. you hella responsible. I was. I was a very damn, good- I would have bought a lot of stupid shit. No, I was very good with money, except when it came to food. Anyway. Oh, you are really good with money, though. <laughs> But I don't have much money. <laughs> that's the sad part. Anyway, so that said, I create a contract writing everything down. And then I make sure that if you're under 17 or actually 18, your parents had to sign and you sign, making sure that we're all agreed. I'm sure that contract was bullcrap. And it if anything did happen, it would be useless. But I think the parents kind of saw us like this girl is very responsible. Very responsible. Yeah. So I'll. Not that I thought of it that <laughs> As way. As you went out the driveway and you hit the garbage <laughs> <Yeah>. can. <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> now that I think about it, I was such a reckless driver. You still so kind reckless. of are, man. That's why I got so yeah. mad at her once because she was driving so bad and I was telling her to drive better. But because she was being so defensive, she was like, I'm driving fine. And then she, uh, I forgot what she did, but I got so mad. I told her to pull over immediately. And then I lectured her. <laughs> like, and I, and I remember uh. doing that. And I and I saw myself as being my own dad, and I was like, I am my father right now. You are, but you. But that said, I didn't create that contract because I was a reckless driver. I created it for my own safe yes. and my family. And now she is a great driver. Now I am a. I'm just a driver. <laughs> you are a responsible driver, more or less. Yes. yes. Yes, but whenever we go somewhere, she is never allowed to drive. I only drive. Okay. Shout outs to me. Good job. Okay, well, that story was a little bit more serious than I thought it was. I thought you were just doing that just to be a goofball, just to make people sign I'm stuff. not you, mister. Why would I do what that? What you saying, dude? I ain't a joker. That's why. When I was in high school, uh, a couple of my friends, too, I wasn't in the car, but they, I, I want to say, I don't want to say, I don't think they were racing anybody, but it was in the middle of the night and down this street specifically, there's not a lot of street lights, but the car whipped out of control mm. and, um, it flew into somebody's house property and they went through the fence and they hit a tree or something like that. Yes, that's what happened. And um, a bunch of the, all three of them went to the hospital. They were severely injured. One of my buddies still has the, the scar on his neck because the seatbelt cut into his neck. Ooh! And then it, he still has like a huge scar from Holy it. Shiz. And yeah, it was, it was pretty fucking crazy. And I remember I was, I remember even as a high school kid, how fucked up my mentality was because I walked in and I saw this fool in the, the hospital and this fool had a huge bandit wrapped bandage, uh, uh-huh, like white bandage uh-huh. wrapped around his head. And I couldn't stop laughing because he looked like a mummy. I was like dying laughing. Is it because you didn't see any blood? No, there was no blood. Oh, that's yeah, why. But you it was, saw blood. It was pretty fucking funny. Oh. Man, car accidents are real. That's why, yeah, that's why I get freaked out sometimes when people just, they don't understand that when they're driving a vehicle, you are driving something that, that, that could kill people, yeah. right? That's why I try not to text and drive, right? 
So it's it's like one of those things that I I don't like. Uh-huh. That's why I always when I drive, I'm like, here, can you text this? Because uh-huh. I know, especially because I have a big SUV now. Yeah. And it's when even, you had Tesla, you were just texting that, away. Because I got man, I got autopilot? that. I got that autopilot, baby. But I would only do that on the freeway, even though I shouldn't. But I trusted the you yeah, know the yeah, Tesla yeah. thing a lot, so I would look down occasionally and do it. But without that autopilot, I can't do it. Yeah. It's too scary. When I was in college, one of my friends, she uh, lost her boyfriend to uh, a drunk driver. Uh, um, and he wasn't even driving. He was walking home. Mm-hmm. And that drunk driver ran him over mm-hmm. and crushed him in between a, po- a light pole and killed him. Holy shiz. Yeah. That's why I like drunk driving and driving irresponsibility is something yeah. that I, I, I really can't fuck with. Because it's that, it's that concept of of understanding that, yeah, you can kill yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. You could be reckless with your life. But mm-hmm. all the other people that are involved in the situation, you know, they shouldn't be involved in your poor choices. Yeah. That's why it's hard when people like drive drunk. And there's no excuse now because there's Uber. There's yeah. a lot of these different apps that could take you Especially home. Especially now that we have those. Have you ever had those dreams where you like go Have you off- ever had a dream? Have you had a dream? Uh, when you're on your freeway or something and you go over the bridge and like you go so fast and you can't make the turn so you go off the cliff. I've had those mm-hmm. dreams so often that now that when I'm driving and I'm like making a turn on the freeway and it's like over the bridge, I get freaked out. So I'm like, oh, I like jitter. Oh, I hate, I've had like, I've definitely had some repetitive dreams. Like I think the- That scares me. When I was a kid, I don't know what this means. I have to look this up, but okay, cool. I I, cons- I cons- consistently had a dream where my mom kept dying in front of me. And uh, as a kid, I kept having this dream over and over. I remember- Your I, mom has the same dream about you. My mom always think I'm dying 24-7. This is the funny thing about my mom, right? Anytime she dreams that something bad's happening, mm-hmm. she calls me up. She goes, don't do this. You're going to die. <laughs> I'm like, woman, you are the worst- telepath in life apparently i should have died 86 times and it has never fucking happened well with your luck no but it has not happened all right i know even recently she so my mom had a dream and this is what she told me she told me that did we say this on the podcast already but she had a dream that mariel and i were uh we bought a house together like a really big house oh no but the reason why we bought this house together Uh (laughs) uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh the reason why we bought this house together was because Apparently, we came by a lot of money because we murdered somebody. What? Yeah, and we murdered somebody, and then we buried that person. Who did we murder? Don't know, but this is what my mom told me in the dream. So in the dream, she she walks into this house, right? And she says that this house is really big. It has like, it's like all white on the inside. And when she came up to me, she was really concerned, and she was trying to take me aside. And she goes, hey, like, I know what happened. (laughs) And she goes, I know what happened. And I'm like, and I'm playing aloof. And I'm telling her, oh, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. But my mom said that she knew that you killed somebody. It wasn't us; it was actually you. You killed somebody, uh-huh. and that I wasn't saying anything Damn. in order to protect you, mm-hmm. right? I'm and so my mom, you. my mom was so concerned because uh-huh. she goes, <laughs> "Stop saying uh-huh. <laughs> And so, said it twice only. So my mom was very concerned because she was worried. She goes, "I asked her, what were you concerned about?" She goes, "I was concerned that." You know, what if your YouTube fans find out and then you can't make a living anymore? <laughs> I'm like, woman, I killed somebody and you're worried about my YouTube fans? This woman is fucking hilarious. And so she had, she was super concerned in the dream that uh-huh. um, I had to hold on to this secret because I loved you so much about this person that you murdered that we buried under this house. 
sounds like she just watched an intense Korean drama she, and then fell asleep. Well, she watched Hi Bye Mama. I don't know how, what has, has anything to do with that. That sounds like a mix yeah. of Parasite and like dramatic yeah. K drama. But I, I had this reoccurring dream. It's funny. Even when I talk about it now, I can remember it. But it's it's so traumatizing as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had it almost, I got to say, like at least like two, three years straight from like ages like eight to like 11 or something like that. And one day I just stopped having that dream. Uh-huh. But I kept having this dream that um, imagine like it's sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say we're in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's sunset. It's a grassy hill. And the the hill, the grassy hill kind of goes slopes up. And as my mom's running, and as I see my mom running, I'm running after her wondering where she's going. And is this a little David so? Yes, this is me as an eight-year-old. So as I'm running, you see like this super bright green grass and the and the sky is colored in multiple colors. It's red, it's it's yellow, it's purple, it's it's and there's like rainbow colors in there as well. It's very beautiful. The sun is setting, and as my mom's running, I'm running after her. And as I move past the hill, the hill, I start to realize how high we are. And you know, I'm scared of heights. Mm-hmm. I start to realize how high we are, and that hill starts to turn into um a cliff. Whoa. And then as my mom's going down, I see my mom and she doesn't realize it too. And then she falls over. I run up and I grab her hand. Uh-huh. And then as I'm grabbing her hand, I see my mom just dangling off it. And I'm a kid and I'm holding my mom up. And yeah. in the in the dream, I'm sobbing because I have to hold my mom up. And as I'm holding my mom up, my mom's screaming, let go, let go, let go, let go, let go in Korean. And so like as a kid, I'm trying not to. My best. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm screaming, screaming, screaming. My mom's like screaming at me to let go, but I wouldn't do it. I see my mom drop and then I wake up. I kept having that dream over and over as a kid. And I would wake up bawling. Are you tearing up? Uh, no, not really. But I, that that dream I had so consistently. And I didn't know why I kept having that damn dream. Like why am Did I, you tell your parents? No, I never told my mom about that. But I used to I, I used to wake up like in – I don't know if it would be in the middle of the night per se. I can't remember that part. But I would always wake up just sobbing my eyes out. How was your relationship with your mom back then? It was – Decent, I think. It wasn't as good good as it is now, but I'm de- I was always definitely a mama's boy for sure. But I don't know why as a young kid, I kept on having that same repetitive dream because I also had a, another repetitive dream, which I know a lot of people have. Uh, it's when you, you get into a fist fight in a dream and no matter what you do, you keep swinging and swinging and swinging, but it feels like you have no strength in your limbs and, and yeah. that person just doesn't get hurt. Like you're not getting hurt, but that person, you're just swinging at them and nothing happens. I used to have that dream a lot too. I used to have dreams. I still do. I'm trying to run away from someone or somewhere as fast as I can, but I'm not going anywhere. That's because I never hit someone in my dream. Not that I recall, but I always had dreams where I'm trying to run as fast as I can, but I'm just going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my legs don't have any energy. So it's just, it's kind of like you're punching one day I gotta I gotta bring up the I have it like in my computer a bunch of these random notes. You should have one of those like uh, dream specialists come around. Maybe. Yeah. Or I, I told about this dream on the podcast before, but if people haven't heard this, and I think I told you this one, where um, I was walking into a diner, and the day is very gloomy. It's cloudy. It looks like it's about to rain, but it's not. So all the all the skies are really gray. So I walk into this like very retro nineteen whatever 60s diner right so a lot of steel red neon lights uh the booths the the booth inside it's it's all red when when did this happen uh, i can't remember but this is this is a very very vivid dream um i walk into this to this diner i sit down to order food and when i sit down to order food this waitress comes up to me 
the waitress has her kid on her and the kid is crying. She's like apologizing. She goes, I'm sorry. My kid's crying a lot. And as she's trying to take my order, I'm like, Hey, it's okay. You can leave your kid with me. Like I'll, I'll watch your kid. Um, you could take my order, go do what you have to do and then come back. Right. And so like, I'm holding the kid. Was whatever, it like a whatnot. serious huh? mood? What? Was it a serious mood? Serious mood. What like I don't know. The mood. Like, was it, was it like just you or was it busy and crowded? It's just the diner. I don't remember that much, but uh, I'm, I'm just sitting at the diner and then everybody is going about the thing. She goes, thank you so much. She's very, very appreciative. And she goes away. So uh, as I'm holding the kid, this angry man walks in, right? And he starts yelling at her or whatever, whatnot. They started getting into a confrontation. And um, as he, as they get into a confrontation, he looks at me and he's like screaming at me because he thinks that I'm with her because I'm holding the kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I leave the kid, I go out and I follow him. <clears throat> and as I follow him, he kind of confronts me and he turns around, points a gun at my face, and then shoots me point blank, boom, right in the head. And I die in my dream. And so people say that you're not supposed to die in your dream. And so when I died, I woke up and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I'm back at the same place outside the diner, right? I'm back at the same place outside the diner, same setting, super Inception. close. And then I go back inside the diner and I'm kind of freaked out because it's deja vu all over again. Sit down, order the food. And the lady's crying. I'm like, I see the baby in her arm. She's crying. She's freaking out. I'm like, hey, you could leave the kid with me. I'll watch the kid. She goes, thank you so much. Everything's the same again. And I'm like, this is weird. And I'm like, there's a guy that's about to walk through this door. The guy comes in, starts yelling, starts doing his thing, gets into my face, you know, because he thinks that I'm with her. And I'm like, okay, well, we should go take it outside like we like I was going to do again. But this time, as I walk out, as, as I'm walking out, I pull a gun from behind my back. And he turns around and I bam, shoot, him in the, shoot him in his head and I kill him and then I wake up. Whoa, this is like Inception. It's weird. Yeah, I've, I had some. I have had some, some interesting. I have dreams. some weird, vivid dreams, but that one stuck in my head pretty harsh. Like I could, if if I could draw, I wish I could draw really well. I could draw what that diner looks like mm. because of how vivid it you was. You could describe it to someone so we draw for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. but your dreams are always so weird and interesting they're weird they're, my dreams are never linear so i don't remember they're, my they're like when i feel like when people recount their dreams they, they recount one specific thing mm-hmm. i my thing is like um if i were to describe it it's like an oil painting so if you took one blob of paint here and then you put another blob of paint on it and another blob of paint the first smear that you have is one color and it smears into another one into mm. another one into another one that's 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 how i recount everything so even the last dream that I told you about, it went from me being into a school to suddenly I'm into a dorm room, suddenly I'm yeah. in this. And so I remember all those random sequences that happened within it, which is so odd. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So honestly, when you told me about that dorm and the bathroom, I was like, oh, this is an ADD dream. <laughs> that's that's all, A lot of my dreams are kind of like that. Because you're just like concentrating on one thing and then going to another. But I mean, it's still a very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I only remember, like if you ask me, do you remember any dreams? Um, I have only one or two dreams that I remember. And it's just, uh, one's a really sad dream. I think that's why I remember. It was um, after my grandma passed away. That night, I had a dream about her. And that dream was so vivid that I don't, till this day, I remember so clearly. Did it seem like it was real, like it actually happened? Yeah. Well, because the thing is, in the dream, I knew that she was dead. So I was asking her, why did you, why did you leave? Yeah. And... Uh, because it seems so real that it didn't feel like a dream. Mm. Do you feel like that was her coming to you in your dream? Mm. Maybe. 
Oh, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Maybe. Because she basically… Okay, so what happened in the dream is actually really short. Is that again, I was running somewhere. I was running somewhere and I fell and I hurt my knee. And I turned around or I was sitting down, crouched up because it was hurting. And I turned around and the person who was behind me was my grandma. And she had band-aids and stuff to like, you know, take care of my knee. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, Grandma, why did you leave? Why? She had no response. She was just quiet. She was fixing you up. Just fixing me up. <clears throat> and I was all crying. Oh, I'm like laughing at cry at the same time. I was all crying in my dream. And I looked at her and… <laughs> oh, oh, so vivid. <clears throat> I looked at her and she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at me taking care of it. And I was just bawling because it was the night that she passed away. And I woke up crying like this. <laughs> Was it the, the night that you passed away that she was like that? Yeah. Maybe it was your honeymoon coming to you in your dream and she was oh, like trying to patch you up. Maybe. It could have been. That's so, you know, when your when your grandma passed away, like I told you, it was, your your family was very fortunate that you got to have a grandparent that was with your family, live with her, live with, uh, she lived with your mom. Yeah. And on top of that, she got to see every single family member that she had before she passed away because it was at New Year's. Yeah. It was a very fortunate way. I think like if somebody wanted to pass away, and on top of that too, it's not like your your grandma was, uh, <clears throat> she was like sick. She was a paraplegic or she couldn't feed herself. She was cooking. She was so healthy. She was cleaning. She was taking care of herself. She was perfectly yeah. fine. And she passed away on New Year's where everybody gets together so they could see her. Yeah. And I mean she, like in the morning we had, you know, other relatives come to our place because grandma used to live with us. We had her come to, I mean, uh, like the aunties, the cousins, you know, great grandchildrens would come yeah. and we would all celebrate and she would cook breakfast for us. So we had her, you know, we uh, we have this, what is it? Uh, rice cake soup yeah, in the morning. And so she uh, prepared that for us. We did the whole Happy New Year uh, um, celebration. And actually that day is when I told my family about you. Yeah. And so... We all had a good time and then everybody left and we decided to meet again for dinner. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, before the dinner, uh, she had a stroke and we had to go to the hospital. Yeah. I was away. I heard the news and I came to the emergency center and I thought it was, you know, she was fine. I thought she was still alive. So everybody was waiting in the waiting room. I came really late and that's when the doctor walked in and I asked her, where's my grandma? And it was an old doctor and she was like, oh, honey, she didn't make it. Yeah. And I was like, I, when she said that, you know, on TV, when you get into a shock and all of a sudden the sound becomes like, like the sound goes away and all you hear is like, wong, 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 wong. that's all I heard. My dad was talking to me about something because he heard the news too. I could not hear him. And it was just a weird moment. I was just like, as if things were twirling around and there was a door. And inside that, if I open that door, inside that room, there are four daughters waiting for grandma to come back. They have no idea. And so, and my mom's in there too. So I was like, how are we going to tell them about this? Yeah. Is this happening? And I was just so confused. But we had to tell the news and then we went to go see grandma. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, she was healthy. It was just a sudden stroke. So, you know, she didn't have any, uh, I mean, it was, it was her time. She was 90, 
96. Yeah. I think the I think the hard part too, especially like talking to your mom. Your mom felt felt like she could have done something. And then uh, yeah. You know, and then when I talked to her for a short stint, you know, I was having a one-on-one with your mom and I was just asking her like what could you have done? Mm-hmm. You know, it's your time to go. It's your time to go. She was she was 96 years old. You know, she goes, "Well, she was telling me she wasn't feeling well and so she went up to go sleep and rest." But then what? You know, you would yeah. have you would have taken her to the hospital because she said that she needed to sleep. Like yeah. I, I would have ever known, you know. And I think that's the hard part where even when even we always tell ourselves that we're prepared for that time when somebody leaves, but when it actually happens, it's hard to grasp it. Because mm-hmm. for for my grandma, when she passed away, it was it was easier for me because of everything that she was going through up until that point, right? Because she suffered from like Alzheimer's in a very very severe form of way, right? She couldn't. Mm-hmm. It went from her forgetting our names for her not being able to remember anything for her forgetting to take her pills. And that led to some other stuff. She had a stroke and everything else. And at the end of the story, just to keep the long story short, she was short. She was in a, she was in hospice care and she was getting fed through a tube through her Mm -hmm. stomach. Mm -hmm. That's it. So having to deal with that emotional trauma all the way up until that point, by the time she passed away, it was, I have already dealt with it. She was already gone. She was already gone. Right. And so those are the emotions that I've already went through. So for you guys, it was a lot harder because you literally just saw her. She cooked a huge meal for the whole family and then she disappears. It was, yeah, it was hard to accept uh, what happened, but I am so grateful that she was so healthy and her mind was so sharp. We would ask her where things are because she, she knows everything. And I'm just grateful that she was, she was still grandma. She was the grandma that I would call. You know, she yeah, you got had a really to, you, clever you got mind. You spend time with her the way that she always was. Yeah. Which, like I said, like when you told me that she passed away, I mean, obviously I didn't know her, but I all I could think about was how fortunate you guys are that you actually got to see her before she passed away. You got to share a, a final meal with her before she passed away. And she got to cook for you guys before she passed away. Nobody ever gets that. I don't know anybody Ooh. who gets that. So yeah, we thought she was gonna live at least hundred. We're like, oh, she's gonna I hit hundred. I thought my grandpa was gonna live till hundred. He died. In, he died. He died till he was ninety seven. It was pretty good. You know, he yeah. passed away. He had a, I think, um, he had like a slight stroke or something, and then he fell on his head, and then you know he had like uh, I, it caused like internal bleeding in his brain, and then at that point it was it was done. So See, that's the thing. I'm glad that she didn't have to experience that. He, you know, my grandpa went out in a very in a very sad way um but at the same time even for my grandpa too it's like uh, unless somebody was next to him 24 7 mm-hmm. we couldn't have caught that it happened in the middle of the night when he was going to the bathroom my parents were asleep and so it made me wonder about that when my mom had to experience her you know having that moment and calling the ambulance and uh, ambulance yeah and for me i was outside and i wondered to my I'm wonder. I always wonder. Is like, was I outside for a reason? Like, would I able to handle that if I saw my grandma? On it's the floor? hard, man. So I don't think I ever told anybody this, but too. But when I, when my grandpa slipped and he fell, I didn't know what was going on, right? Because I was asleep. I was in the other room. I was uh-huh. at the house. Uh-huh. But then all I saw was a bunch of firemen come in and take him away. And the only reason why my parents didn't know what to do either, they just thought that he hurt himself. But when they when they picked him up and they sent him back to his room, he was getting a little delirious. And so what my grandpa was doing when before he was passing away, he was laying in bed and he kept on repeating this prayer over and over and over again. He was he was praying to God constantly, just mumbling in this prayer. And then I freaked out. And then my my dad called my brother. My dad, my brother being a nurse, he goes, You need to call an ambulance right now. 
right? Because my dad didn't know what to do. He was just like, oh, is he hurt or is he just praying? Like, I don't know. My brother's like, no, 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 this is very serious. Take him to a hospital right now. And that's when we had to call the ambulance and the fireman had to carry him away. What happened? How did he know that he had to call the ambulance? Uh, my brother heard my grandma just saying this prayer over and over. He goes, no, he's delirious. Like, he's seriously wow. hurt. And so my brother, thank God he's a nurse, told you know, them to take him to the hospital and they stabilized him a little bit, but he passed away in the hospital. And there's a lot of weird regrets too when you see somebody who passed away. And this is why people talk about this thing where they say, hey, give somebody their flowers while they're still alive, right? Like appreciate them while they're still here. So recently somebody passed away that I really look up to, Jerry Stiller. Uh, Jerry Stiller is Ben Stiller's father. He played um, George Costanza's father in the Seinfeld. He played uh, Doug Heffernan's um, uh, father-in-law mm-hmm. in King of Queens. Super amazing comedian. One of the funniest TV characters I've ever seen in my life. And he passed away, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived a very long life. But a lot of people say, give these people their flowers when they're still around. Like, don't give it to them after when they pass away. And so what happens a lot in these situations, too, when I see it, and it's really sad, it's like, especially with my aunt, right? My aunt, when her, her mom passed away and my grandpa passed away, she was devastated, right? She was like, oh, my God, I can't believe she passed away. Like, I wish I was a better daughter. I wish this and that. It's like, you could have wished that all all you wanted, but you could have done that when you were here. And the reason why I say that, and, and I actually got really mad at her, it was put before the funeral. And I think she kind of erased it out of her head, but we were, we were, so when my grandma was in hospice care, I was the one who had to take care of everything, paperwork, whatever it was, it was me and my dad. My dad would be there. But then I had a part-time job. And in between that, I would drive over to see if my grandma was okay. So I had to literally watch her deteriorate every week. And so my aunt never visited. She never, that's her, that's her mother. She never visited. Why not? I think it was hard for her to look at her mom, right? Uh, but problematically speaking, it's you should take care of her. That's when she needs you, right? She needed you when she was around. And she wasn't really there for her that much too because they used to butt heads a lot, right? And so because they butted heads, she didn't really see her a lot. And then I remember when she passed away and you see those, you see these double doors open up and you see the stretcher take her away. And my aunt is crying, right? She's bawling. She's screaming. She's screaming. Like, I can't believe she passed away. You know how Korean people mourn. Yeah. <gasps> you know, doing all that other stuff, right? And then I remember I looked at my aunt and then she was so mad. And she was like, this happened because you guys didn't take care of her better. <gasps> like, yeah, she said that to me. And I fucking flipped on her. Like, I remember that moment. Like, I fucking lost my shit. And I was like, that's yeah. disrespectful yeah, exactly. I would be mad too and I understand too like she's like super traumatized but I remember I flipped out on her I was like you don't ever get to say that because I was the one that was here yeah oh, you're making me tear up because <laughs> I was the one that had to watch her you know just uh-huh. just deteriorate so just hearing that she pissed me off and I remember like I was so mad at her but like I understand it's just like if people don't know what it's like to watch somebody just like wither away, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's so hard. Like, cause you didn't get that, you know? So like when I saw your grandma pass away, I was like, you got to be very lucky. Cause I had to, I had to watch her. Just, yeah. Know? I think it's definitely a different type of sadness. You know, it's like you had to hold that sadness for years because you're watching it and there's no, there's nothing you can do about it, but to, just take care of her as best as you can. But she's not going to come back. She's not going to die tomorrow. And for us... At that point, too, you just yeah. wish they would just pass away. Yeah. it's like... Yeah. Watching somebody go... It go, hurts. It hurts because they're not even them. Like, it's not the person that you do. And mind you, like, my grandma used to fuck me up, dude. She would beat my fucking ass. She right? like your mom? 
my grandma and my mom didn't get along very well. But at the end of the day, like when she got older and I got older, she softened up a lot. She wasn't the best to me, but I don't know what it is about something, what it is about family or somebody who was around for you when you were younger. No matter how badly they treated you, you you're still really attached to them, right? Because yeah. she was not nice to me. I think she <laughs> fucking hated my guts. But you know, as she got older, she was super super sweet, mm-hmm. and that's I choose to remember all the great things. But when you get when you don't get to spend the time with the person the way that you think that you should, mm-hmm. it sucks. Because mm-hmm. I'm just watching her in a hospital bed all the time. Yeah. And then that was that went on for a couple of years. And during those two, three years, my aunt never went to see her once. Not a single time. Never went once to see her. And then when she passes away, she causes a scene, starts screaming at people. It's like you don't you don't get yeah. to do that. So you you go do your own thing. And I, I didn't talk to her for almost like a year after that because I was so pissed at her That'd because be pissed too. Because it's her mom. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's your mom. We're the ones who took care of her. I had to deal with that. At that time, how old was I? What, 22, 23? It's like I was super young. Mm. You know, and I had to deal with this on a regular. I was doing adult, grown up shit that I wasn't prepared for at that age. Mm-hmm. So having to do that, and this is like, uh, I think this is about a year or two before I left to LA. So I was working three part time jobs, and in between them, when I was doing that and going being a full time student, I still found the time to come in to check up on her because that hospital, that nursing center is open twenty four seven for family. You could go in whatever, go check up on her. Never saw her once, never to see never to see how she's doing. She would call my dad, hey, is she okay? Don't call. Don't call us to ask her about that. You go over there and you 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 mm-hmm. see it for yourself. There were there were times too where we had to see some terrible shit too. You have any idea how hard it is to watch my grandpa go and see my grandma and say, Hey, she's gonna get better. Every time. And I see that shit. I just see my grandpa hold my grandma's hand and go, She's gonna get better every day. I had to look at that shit so much. And then she comes in and she goes, you weren't there. I'm like, come on. Yeah, it's hard. I bet she regrets a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just not easy. You know, and yeah. these are the kind of things that we hold in. I think it's hard to, I mean, you forgive and forget, but that type of stuff is hard. I mean, these are the things why I always call my mom all the time. Like, this is why I can always look back and say, I tried. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's one thing that I don't have regret is that, ooh. Oh, hold on. You made me cry so much. <laughs> we shouldn't do podcast <laughs> later. No. <laughs> it's emotional. Why'd you talk about your grandma, dude? You talk, why'd you talk about dreams? The only <laughs> dream I remember. Dreams, dreams have nothing to do it's with. It's the only dream I recall. That's how I was like, what do I remember anything? Yeah. That was the only one. But um, yet <clears throat> uh, the night before she, or yeah, the day before she passed away, I think about the past two years when I came back from Taiwan, I was really, I was, I was living in the house, so I was with her all the time. So I had, I didn't think much of it, but I did realize that how small she has become. Like physically, she was so petite and really cute. So I just started recording her, being with her all the time, you know, buy stuff that makes her happy. You know, she loved in and out She loved Frappuccino. And, you know, obviously she drank just enough where um, it's not, it's healthy for her. And I would record her and... Looking back, all of those, thank God I have those footage. And also just looking back, I think I told myself, I was like, I think I did well. I think she was happy with me. Because she, like looking at those videos, like she loved me so much and she was happy to see me. She's the only one where I actually cried coming back and giving a hug because yeah. I missed her. And um, she did the same thing too. Like she was started crying because she's, you know, she missed me. So... 
I cry sometimes because I miss her a lot, but ooh, I don't think I have that moment where it's like I regret not doing good for her. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say for me too because I don't think I've ever. I yeah. think you did your best too. Like, I did my best. I mean, I think I gave her roses when she could. You know, yeah. she. I mean, like I said, she used to beat my ass. So, but yeah, just going back to that topic of just kind of respecting and loving people at that moment. Yeah, it's it's super important. It's yeah. hard. It's hard even when I think about. Like, it's not that I try not to think about it. It's uh-huh. like I I do it out of respect, but yeah, I could I can relive those moments. It makes me so sad just yeah. to. Just to go back and think about it and see how she went out was was so sad. Like I'm pretty sure she didn't want to go that way. But we we I remember I talked to you about yeah. this too, where it's kind of we were very fortunate. You were very fortunate in that case, mm-hmm. but seeing some of our other grandparents mm-hmm. and other people's grandparents to see how they lived their lives and how they went out, I think it's a reflection of who they were when they were younger. Yeah. Right? My grandma was a very angry, angry person. My and how she was a sweetheart. Yeah. And the way she went out, you know, she suffered from so, I mean, I, obviously, I don't know the studies behind this, but living with a lot of anger and a lot of stress, yeah. and then how she went out wasn't that great. I know some other people's grandparents too that were they were like that, and every single grandparent that I know, anyways, that were very happy. They were very chill and relaxed. They they had the best mental health when they were older, yeah. and they lived the best life before they passed. So yeah. it's like I, I really want to enact that stuff in my life. And for sure, me too. I want to grow up like my grandma. Yeah, because. I don't recall her yelling at me ever. Because she, I grew up, she raised me basically. Like she lived with us since I was born. And I don't recall her ever being angry, raising her voice. Um, and she just had such a pure heart. She had so, that bottle of soju so under nice. her bed. <laughs> she had a few bottles of soju and fruits that would come out under her bed for some reason. But that was her late night snack. That was her midnight snack. Yeah, I'm watching K drama all day. The one thing that I did wish is I wish I could have taken her out a lot because I realized all she does is she cleans up the place and stuff. You know, ex- that's her exercise because we have two floors. And then she would just watch K drama all day. And I was like, oh, it would have been nice if I could take her out more. Maybe she just enjoyed that though. She did. Yeah. She's probably exhausted too. She went out. Well, guys. Um, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Cry Podcast. Oh, I didn't think Yo, I would been talk a, about my grandma. I didn't think you would either, fool. Why'd you talk about dream? Now fool? we got now we got boogers. Now we got the close up cameras. I made you cry. You made me cry. I mean, I'm I'm in myself cry, dude. That's gangster tears, homie. You feel me? Uh-huh. I cry all the time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you made me really live relive some old thoughts that I actually kind of forgot about, to be honest with you. Like I I kind of forgot about all that stuff. Like I I really did forget about watching my grandpa just like hold my grandma's hand and say, telling us that she would get better. That was hard for me, man. Like, cause I, cause I had to take my grandpa to go see my mm. grandma cause my parents were at work. Mm. So he was like, like, do you see her? She's getting better. And I'm like, fuck, man. He doesn't know. Oh, he, he loves her so of much. Course, I mean, they were together for 4,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, my, my grandpa's first book was the Bible, dude. That fool. Oh my God. I'm talking about the original Bible. That fool's old, dude. He was born before cars were manufactured. Same with your grandma. What year? Anybody that's ninety something years old, cars weren't cars weren't manufactured like regularly. I think his first vehicle was a donkey. That was hella old. Oh, when he was a little kid. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah they yeah, went yeah, through yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. How many world wars? World wars. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Old as hell. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Half funny, half serious. You don't know what you're going to get on this, but you're going to take away something, huh? Uh, good, good, heartfelt stories and. 
all that other bullshit. Um, yeah, man, you guys can catch the Genius Brain Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, everything else. Uh, we ain't no Joe Rogan with that $100 million deal, baby, but we can get there real soon because you already know ain't no podcast like a Genius Brain Podcast. Uh, every Thursdays and Sundays, you know when those uploads are up, and I will catch you guys next time. Bye,